Boom. All set. All right. How's it going? All right, perfect. I just lost my train of thought, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who want to do who want to do the introductions? Oh uh, well, how, how do how do you first? Should we start by introdu- introducing what we want to do? Like absolutely. What like, yeah, let's definitely talk about, you know, what we plan on doing, how we plan on shaking up the podcast world, and what we're, what we're going to bring to the table. Yeah. Uh, so, pretty much, I'm Jay Crane. Uh, Brian Polanco's my real name. Uh, I am a TCG player for a long time, TCG collector, uh, and I'm here with Ryotin and Drake, and we're just three guys that met through the Alpha Clash community and decided to create a podcast. Uh, we won't be talking only about Alpha Clash, but probably mostly, uh, but we all play other uh, TCGs also. So we just kind of want to make this multimedia, discuss, maybe do some current events at some point. Uh, but yeah, introducing myself, you guys know me from TikTok uh, at at jcrane87tcg, uh, huge backer of Alpha Clash. Also, I play MTG, uh, Sorcery, and a couple of other games. Uh, also, kind of working on a couple of new games that you guys will be seeing on my channel hopefully soon. Uh, but yeah, I'm a father of two. I work for the government. And that's pretty much me. Uh, I'm always here to try to make people laugh. That's what my content is catered to. Uh, but yeah, that's me. All right, I guess I'll go next. Um, I am Round 10 CCG. I'm definitely new to the social media side of everything, but have been playing card games, selling cards for the better part of, I'm going to say about four or five years now. Um, definitely, like I will say, I'm an old head. I'm only 31. But it took me a lot to learn social media, and it, it, it's been blowing up, and I truly love it. And I love uh, all the people that I met. So like uh, Jay Crane said, that you know, three guys that just got together and said, you know what, let let's talk about some things. Let, let's let's share our humor, our insight onto different card games. Uh, we met in the Alpha Clash group, so again, a lot of stuff will be Alpha Clash, Kettered, uh, and then also other things that you know. Anybody wants to hear about, I know Jay Crane is magic player. I pick up a magic deck and I instantly lose. I, I'm not bad, but I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so that, that's a little bit about me, but I'm going to turn it over to Drake. Drake, what you got? Introduce yourself to the people. Hey, uh, Drake the Duelist. My real name goes on resumes because I'm also looking for work and unemployed right now, which is why I have so much time for Alpha Clash. <laughs> Uh, from there, I uh, uh, got into Alpha Clash not quite as early as some other people, but uh, just to the point where I missed the Torky Uncontrollable promos. Ooh. I'm so first salty about that. Uh, anyway, started playing the game, got the Clash kit, got a bunch of booster boxes. Been trying to get it started in my area, but it's not that popular, at least up north. Down south, there's tons of people, actually, in the pretty thriving uh, local tournament scene, who I've been tipping over whenever I show up, so apparently I'm pretty good at this game. Yeah, because I, I was like, because you always have s- such amazing insight, 
And I'm just so, well, we're not, this one's not going to be PG. I'm pissed that every time that a situation arrives to I can actually see you play, something happens and it just never happens. Like, oh, yeah. It's like I missed that tournament because I'm uh, prepping for my trip and just logistics didn't work out. And it's like all I want to do is see you play because I'm like, you have such great insight. Um, you always are in the deck strategies. And some people get upset. But I'm like, no, he's making a point. Like, it's, like he's not just saying things. Say things. He's making a valid point about what works and what doesn't work and what could be better. And also, I just want to see you go and just kind of, I don't say the naysayers, but like just really probably know, like he knows what he's talking about. He has great deck insights. That's even when you comment on my videos on YouTube, I'll look back and go, yep, that's right. And I'll make a tweak. And I, I love that you have that insight into this game, especially you said that you got into a little bit later. I, I think that is amazing. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yep. It's so, coming over from a lot of magic environments where I'm getting to like, uh, port over a lot of that skill, but unlike magic, which has been around for decades, this is the ground floor. Yeah. I'm starting on the same exact level as anybody else would be, except maybe Dagon. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like it's, it's Dagon. I don't. That's that man. <laughs> yeah, it's like he was like first place in the Alpha Clash leaderboards. Yes, I know the leaderboards aren't actually accurate right now or anything. And somehow I'm three. The fact that I can be that close to a guy like that, and apparently Dagon's like a big uh, name in Flesh and Blood, apparently. I don't know, it wasn't really my thing, but Alpha Clash, superhero card game, a lore that the creators actually care about, all mm -hmm. that stuff just really speaks to me. And and actually, I'll say this, uh, Dagon is not number one anymore. It's actually a kid named Marcus, who actually goes to my LGS, he has won every single match that he's played, uh, so he's actually currently number one, and I play with him weekly. I'll actually be playing with him tomorrow. So shout out to Marcus for getting that number one. See, oh, cool, you know him. Like I just yeah. want, I just wanted to get a number one spot, but with hosting tournaments, I'm like, I feel like I never get to play besides videos that I record on YouTube. And I, I said, when Clashron comes out, I'm playing. I'm about to make my name known that. I can yeah. do this because I, I just want to, I just want to play like, and, it, and yeah. it's, it's, it's tough being a dad and being able to get out and play because if it was up to me, I would be playing more. Um, I do try to get out weekly to the tournament at the LGS that's by where I live called plunder gaming. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough when you're a father to be able to get out and like, yeah, I would love to make a name out of myself with this. Um, I was 23rd on the list, mm -hmm. and then because of an error, unfortunately, I got I was supposed to get first in a tournament, and I ended up getting second because of an error because somebody dropped out, so that dropped me down the list. But I was pretty excited about it, and hopefully, yeah, like you said, when Clash Grounds comes out, I, I kind of want to be in that top 10 spot because when I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh!, um, I played semi-pro in Florida. Oh, wow. And that competitive scene is is great. Uh, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! might be a little toxic now at this point, but kind of like Drake said, being able to come in on the ground floor of Alpha Clash and kind of getting that fair field with everyone else, you get to see who the top players are. You see who yeah. knows how to work mechanics. You see who understands how games play. Um, and you get in on that. I would have. I wish that I got in on Magic during that era. That you know, the 
the chaos era that is the beginning. No sleeves. People just creasing cars on tables. <laughs> I would love it. And it feels awesome to be in that stage without the Clash. So It, it does. And I know... Um, so how I got into Alpha Clash, I would say it's a funny story. I was just scrolling through Facebook, and I saw it. And it's weird because I never heard of Kickstarter before. I okay. I never heard of a Kickstarter. I didn't know what it was. I know people say, oh, this is fun on Kickstarter. I said, cool, pyramid schemes. And I would just put it on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and so and I seen it, and I said, this is very interesting. So I went to YouTube. Lifted it up, Team, uh, Team Covenant had a video of it, watched it, fell asleep. I'm like, okay. And it kind of went out of my mind. Then I went to something called Origins Game Fair, and I was just walking through, and they had their booth up. And I, and I tell Rich this story all the time because I, I tell him, you bully me into this game. So <laughs> as if anyone met Ridge, Ridge is not, Ridge and Garrett are not small guys. They're yeah. tall. <laughs> And I said, I'm 5'11", and they are over me. So all thing I saw was this big guy coming towards me at full speed. Hey, check out this game. I said, if I'm two, will you not hurt me? And so I sat down and played, and the immediately just, I'm not sure how it would, it would explain or just the mechanics from it. I was instantly hooked. I was just instantly pulled into it. And I feel like that speaks a lot to what Team Rising Empire does. They pull you in. And yeah. no pun intended. <laughs> and, yeah, and go ahead. Yeah, and, and, and I was hooked. I ended up coming back to their booth, I want to say fifteen times over two over another two day period. Just just to sit there and play games. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, w I will say this. I kind of, you know, me and you are kind of close in age. I'm 36. Mm -hmm. um, and I had that same reaction. So I still have the first email from when the first Alpha Clash Kickstarter went up. And I joined the notifications for it. And it was kind of like during beginning COVID times. Right. And I thought the same thing as you. I had never really heard of Kickstarter. Like I, I knew of it, but I didn't understand it. So when I'm like, oh, you pay for this stuff, and then hopefully, hopefully they succeed and you get it, I was like, yeah, during COVID, I can't take those chances. Um, and I unfortunately kept following the game, but I didn't want to invest because I was I was nervous. Uh, and now I regret it. Obviously, I absolutely regret it. But luckily, I still came at a point where the game was fresh, and. You know, for a while there, I was the only one making content on TikTok that had to do with Alpha Clash, so that was nice. Uh, and then I've been able to get a lot of the cards that I missed out from that Kickstarter, but I wasn't going to miss that chance with this Kickstarter, not oh. for the book. I oh, absolutely not. Not I, I got to ask that question. Uh, Drake, did you, did you get in on that? Uh, the uh, graphic novel? No, that's another one that I missed, and I couldn't figure out how to do it, so I just had to get it off eBay. Okay. Now, now what about oh. the one? What about the one that just launched yesterday? Yeah. The oh, novel, that one. Man. Oh, I'm on that. Uh, <laughs> uh, the novel? No, I did not get in like any advanced copy of the novel. I heard some though that uh, apparently the digitals are going out on November. Yes. So does that mean that anybody who has 
digital as part of their order is going to get their digital in November? Um, uh, so I don't know 100%, but I'm going to say yes. Because at the end of the day, the, the book's done. The, yeah, the, book, you know, the book's I, done. The yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's like no worries about that. Yeah. Yeah, so, so dig- yeah. Uh, yeah, cause the digital will come out before anything else. And I think that's even with the backer um, tier thingy with my jiggers. Um, so I do know you'll get the ebook beforehand, and like I said, it, it's been a chokehold because when I got when I got my stuff to read it, I was given instructions on what not to say, and so I had to actually message was clear about that. So what can I not say? And he said nothing. That's what got it. Yep. <laughs> okay, because I kind of don't want to hear anything. It, it, it is. It is so hard. Everybody else say anything. We're not, to, we're not allowed to say anything. Like we we cannot say. We're allowed to do this. We have the book. Yes. This is the book, and we have it, and yeah. it's great. Like even I'm familiar with the struggle though. Uh, it's like in the uh, manga community for Chainsaw Man. It's like there's an understanding among people that for the anime only watchers, do not spoil it for them. Let them experience yes. it as it comes. Let yeah. them get the train to the face. Yeah, because I I didn't yeah. know this because um I'm not gonna say I got in trouble, but I got an eyelid in me because I didn't know. A certain name wasn't mentioned in the graphic novel that they only described care, but they never said the name. And I had said the name of someone, and I was like, "Oh, shit!" <laughs> Interesting. And so that—that's why I keep my reviews for a very. I, I tell everybody my opinions that it is a very great book. Yeah, yeah. So far, what I've read of it is really, really good. Uh, I. I like how AJ Light wrote it. Uh, I like the pacing of it. I do feel there's a lot of chapters, a ton of chapters. Yes, yes. Maybe down a bit. Um, but besides that, I really enjoy it so far. I, I would say the thing about the chapter part again, it's not a spoiler. There's a part in the book where a chapter is a sentence long, and I literally went, "This can't be real." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this can't be real. Oh, so it's kind of like one of that. Yeah, yeah it's a, it definitely creates a dramatic moment. You know what I mean? When you when you get you know to to something like that, it creates a dramatic moment. So I can see why they would do something like that. And I also would yeah. say, um, speaking about what Red said in the on Instagram Live, that it ties so much into the lore, and a lot of moments that I had was when I was reading the book. And I would literally go grab my cards to look up stuff, and I'm like, ah! And I would flip out, like, cause it's. I, I truly feel like that they really wrote this book before it became a card game. He said he said it yesterday. He said it in the Instagram live. He said, uh, so this script was what gave them the idea for the graphic novel. Okay. But this is technically the original stuff, so. I don't know if anybody has the like creating Alpha Clash book that you could get from the Kickstarter, um, but he said I guess the story's in there. But yeah, this is the original. This is what inspired everything. See, I feel like that's that. I feel like that's so cool. I feel like that's that's so cool. So, um, so Drake. So, I know you said you got into Alpha Clash late. So what? So what made you get into? It? I know you said the superheroes is definitely what intrigued you. But what was that? Moment when you said, "Cool, I'm going to go ahead and invest." 
Yeah, it's also kind of has to do with sort of being a magic refugee, or at least a temporary one. Because uh, at the time that Alpha Clash was coming out, uh, that's when the uh, Commander Masters was also coming out. And then I was starting to see the spoilers of that, and it's like, oh, neat, all these cards are coming out. I could get them this and this and this. I could get another one of this, another one of this, another one of this. But wait, hmm. wait a second. I have all of these. I already have this. Why should I bother? <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, okay. And so I was looking for something to do because magic is a really interesting engine. Shame that Wizards keeps, like, suffocating it. Yeah. And it's for a game to come out that's essentially like magic and plays around with the same mechanics, uh, that gives it a lot of ability to uh, just be very mechanically sound while also taking the lessons of its predecessors and hopefully avoiding some of its dumber mistakes. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I definitely agree yeah. with that. Now, <clears throat> getting to some more harder topics here. Where do we see Alpha Clash going? Do we do we think? I know a lot of people's. I mean, not a lot of people. One person, three people, but we're not going to mention names. Are concerned that because it's not going on TCG Player yet, that the game will fail. How does everyone feel about that statement? Uh. Heard from TCG Player, uh, well, heard about TCG Player, and apparently, in order to actually get uh, get uh, singles sold there, it's a big, elaborate process. Need to put a bunch of money down. It's coming. It's pretty clear that it's coming. I can't imagine that Ridge or anybody else in charge is not gonna want to go on TCG Player eventually. But it's just a matter of being a little patient right now. We're just getting our first set out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think not being on TCG has an effect, for sure. Uh, right now, the market is all over the place, especially because a lot of the stuff is through eBay or, you know, one of three sites that I know of right now. Right. Um, with Riotons being one of them. But I, I think I agree with Jake. In it, we just need to be patient. Um, honestly, I think if if Ridge and the team were smart, I would possibly if there's a certain amount of money that needs to be put down for it to go into TCG. I think they should do a Kickstarter and offer the people who are playing the game, the people who are collecting the game right now, some really really good promos. Do a Kickstarter to try and raise the money to get it into CC, uh, TCG as soon as possible. Um, because we need that market, and then we need to kind of, like, regulate how everything is. Because right now, like, some cards, you know, you'll find one person selling it for 400 yeah. but then someone else is selling it for 80 and you're trying to find the value in it, and it's just, it's a little hectic. I still believe that the people that jumped in at the beginning will... will luck out in the end especially like if we've kept boxes closed and stuff like that um but yeah i think drake's right we we need to be patient right now um it is not an easy thing it's not like you just call tcg and ask for them to put you on um i also think my biggest concern when it came to alpha clash was releasing so close to lorcana yeah. that was my biggest yeah. my biggest one Yes, because I think what Lorcana, I mean, yeah, set two comes out seven days before Lorcana, and yeah. and that that's been our issue as a store this month, 
like um, we've been down in sales tremendously. And that's because a lot of people kind of have their upper class stuff. So we do have a lot of inventory. But then Lorcana came out and we sold out Lorcana in literally 20 minutes. And, yeah. we, and we can't recycle. So a lot of people's whole thing is to, okay, I'm going to look for Lorcana stuff because I want to flip it for a profit. And it's flooding the market what people are spending their money on right now. Right. Which, which is a lot of Lorcana. And then also I feel like um, trading cards right now, almost every card game is going through a sort of reboot. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Um, I, I think it. I, I think it's good for you guys to have that inventory, uh, but again, you're gonna have to be patient because I think the the wave that's gonna come of people that are gonna be interested in the game is not gonna happen until February when the draft sets come out. Yeah. Maybe at pre-releases if they get them out to a lot of LGSs, people because this whole new system that they're doing for pre-release, by the way, genius idea. Yes. Shut yes. This whole giving everyone a box that has eight packs and you create a deck off of that, like that is genius. You're going to see creative things being creative uh, or created and hopefully that gets a lot of buzz for the game. But I think once there's a draft box, that's when we'll see a lot of people join up. Uh, yeah, dra um, draft box and also when um, OP goes live. Yeah. Like, like I feel like that, that's the biggest thing people are really waiting for is you know getting more stores into it doing more op i've, I've talked to Riginem countless times about making online events part of that op um yeah. list because i said again it's something that my hero did where they'll have you know they have two separate you know sections now they have their physical ones they have stuff that's strictly online and it's worked wonderfully and i said again a lot of people sometimes just can't Go out. Yeah. I said, I said yeah. and it gives somebody an option to, you know, hey, I can play at home. I have these systems I can play. It, it really lets get some more people into the game to be able to play. Again, the biggest thing is to be able to play anywhere. And that's all, yeah. I said, that's always the thing. You don't want to alienate people because that's how people drop off. Well, my store doesn't have anything. Um, this person doing online stuff, but it's not, you know, not really stuff I want. I'm, I'm just not going to play the game. I'll wait yeah. for something else to come. But I said to him, if you guys are backing this, like, hey, these are stores that do online events and you're backing that stuff, now people are good. It gets people behind them. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, I think that the best that we can do being the community that we have now is spread the word. Uh, you know... Adver I, I've tried to advertise all the new stuff that's coming mm -hmm. out daily. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's get, getting the word out because right now it is like I, I don't know about you guys, but in my neck of the woods, I only know one LGS that has it, and it's become the hub for it. You know. Yes. Yeah, sadly, I am the only place, and it sucks because our our store. Um, Drake, I don't know if you know, uh, our store actually got hit by a tornado and it took off half, basically half the building is gone. So that is still in the process of being rebuilt. Cause we had to literally rebuild almost everything from the ground up. Oh, that's ouch. So like I said, again, I'm the only place 
that's in Toledo, Ohio, that does anything with Alpha Clash. And but I don't have a physical store, and there's a lot of people in Ohio that plays that live, you know, 20 minutes away, 15 minutes, 30 minutes away. But I don't have a store right now. Yeah, that's rough. And I said that 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 part is rough, and I said I, I think. Thank God that uh, my stepdad, his his, you know, job is being a contractor. Like that's what he does. So okay. so you know he comes and does things when he's not working, but he's able to go in and say, hey, this needs to be done. And he the one said that, hey, we got to put in all new piping, wiring, water. He said it, it has to be redone. He said the tornado took out too it damaged too much that even we just put up another wall. I said to re-gut the inside and re-put it back in. Oh, wow. And I said, yeah, that that's, I'm not, I'm, we take very pride on um, building a culture. And I said, I refuse to have people come into my store and they're either hot, cold, um, things are not working, things are sparking. I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I'd rather take the time, build it back up, and then reopen and have it where it's a place where you want to go. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh. Yeah, well, I hope, I hope you manage to get that fix soon and cheaply. Because right now, from what I hear, when it comes to lumber and all that stuff, it's expensive. It, it, it's so expensive. It, it is. And my stepdad, he, he's a funny he's a funny guy. Uh, he always, Every time he look, he'll look me dead in my soul and say, hmm. Aren't you glad I know how to do this stuff? Like, like yeah, Dad, I, I appreciate it. Guess how much this will cost you? I don't know, Dad, but you're going to tell me. That's $10,000 right there, boy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, he, he, lets me, he lets me know how much something will cost me and tell me to my face that he'll just stare at me and not blink. Oh, wow. And so, you know, I will always say, I said, well, I feel like that you got the better prize. He said, why? I said, well, you're fucking my mom. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! So, so Drake, where where are you from? You don't need to say the exact area, but you said up north. Uh, yeah, I'm in the uh, northern Colorado area. Oh, and in the southern Colorado area, down in Colorado Springs, you got Advantage Games, I think it's called. And uh, also Dungeons and Javas. I've been to Advantage Games a couple of times. Dungeons and Javas once, mostly because like the one tournament the Dungeons and Javas did that I top, I did top. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't actually get it on the ELO, so oh. it's kind of a compensation for the fact that I don't know if Tavern Brawlers is going to make my ELO either because I completely scrubbed out. But uh, there I got it, so I consider it like a karmic balance if neither go up. Now I've heard of Java, not because they they do a lot of promoting on the play dot Alpha Clash, right? Uh, yeah, uh, they're uh, they got some of their events on there, and it's like I literally found out about Dungeons and Javas literally after coming in from a walk, and I was all sweaty and everything, and see uh, checking to see uh, it's like what events there are, it's like. Okay, and I saw a Colorado event, and I was on the phone in like half an hour, taking a shower, and then driving all the way down there for like one and a half hours to two, depending on the traffic, 
and uh, getting down there to actually get some games in. By the time I went to Dungeons and Javas, I uh, actually just packed myself like a sandwich. Uh, no, wait, that was the second time I went to Advantage. Uh, yeah, I didn't really have much of a plan when I went to Dungeons and Javas, except just don't leave at 3 p.m. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, got yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, now let's get into yeah. some of the nitty-gritty for this uh, first podcast. So again, uh, we're going to try to do this once a week. We may, you know, switch out the panel, but this was probably, you know, the main core, um, the Super Trio. And I don't know what we mentioned before, but aren't, we're calling ourselves the Rogue Contenders. That's that's who we are. <laughs> and so again, we, we definitely are going to try to make this a weekly thing, uh, streaming it on TikTok, eventually on YouTube, but the replays will be on YouTube as well. But... The main topic we wanted to get into today, actually, we have two main topics. Um, first one was brought up by Drake, and I definitely want him to take over for this one to kind of explain um, about if you're looking to get into Alpha Clash, you know, you pick up your Clash kits, um, you pick up your Clash kit from the set one or for a set two, how to figure out what player you are. Drake, I'll, I'll let you take over from there. Oh, the Timmy Johnny Spike thing? Oh, yeah. I, I love that so much. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, apparently, in like uh, the history of actual magic tournaments, uh, some designers at Wizards of the Ghost came up with a few different terminologies that they found most players fit pretty solidly into one of these threes. Timmy's, Johnny's, and Spike's. Or, as I described it kind of crudely... Uh, in like pitching this idea to the podcast think respectively joey yugi and kaiba uh one the timmies are basically like the big explosive players they like the big heavy large number smash kinds of stuff not they don't necessarily need the cards to be the most sophisticated but it's the ones that have like massive effects when they uh, activate or come in or attack or stuff like that, something that really shakes up the board, so that it's not like you're just uh, going turn after turn after turn of just, like, ponderous actions. Then, uh, you've got probably on the exact opposite end, your spikes, uh, which are essentially your tournament players. They're the ones who are looking kind of really objectively at the card pool and picking out and figuring out the best combinations of cards to uh, get the optimal victory. They're the ones who are essentially dictating the meta. They're the ones who are putting in all the hours to figure out what's going to shake out on top and just what's unfortunately not. And they're the ones who... Dagan's definitely one of those uh, who are figuring out things like the most crap cards out there and uh, the best contenders, the best color combinations, stuff of that nature. Uh, they're the front, they're sort of the front runners in that field, and pretty much everybody's going to wind up following them eventually. But tis the nature of card games. And then finally, uh, I, I'm I put this one last uh, because they're kind of the most complicated are the Johnnies because. Uh, uh, Johnny's kind of do the sort of spike thing where they like engineering around, but they're not really necessarily engineering around for effectiveness per se, but things that they think are cool. 
It's like, unlike Timmy's, who just go for, like, big splash play, uh, jo uh, Johnny's, uh, they can really get into the mechanics and just find something that really fits for them. It's like, for me, I like drawing lots of cards. Uh, it's the Josh Lee Kwai curse. And uh, in Alpha Clash right now, that involves uh, lots of torque play, lots of playing the Defeat Draw 1 gang. Uh, sometimes the Haven package, stuff of that nature, in order to just have the options moving forward. Mm -hmm. And if you could just have a fistful of cards, you could just, just sort of intimidate your opponent into victory sometimes. Yeah. Especially if they don't know you pulled a Clash buff or two. <laughs> especially, especially them Clash buffs. Oh yeah, Riotid, you gotta see this thing in action. I love it so much. Uh, and uh, the idea is for uh, Johnny's is that they'll do all sorts of cute things that may not necessarily get you to a number one spot in a tournament, but look cool. They feel cool. Yeah. They feel fair. They feel right. And you can sort of win on your own terms. The victory for a Johnny isn't determined by who got the trophy. It's by who had the most interesting play. See, I, see, I, I like that because um, sometimes when I go, sometimes when I go to play, I like to build a deck because I want to be the most annoying person that you face that day. I'm gonna do things <laughs> that confuses you. That you're like, why is this happening? I'm like, because it works once, not not consistently, but it does work. <laughs> yeah. So what would yeah, you? So like you play blue then in Magic. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say? Um, because I feel like the best way to go about it is the contenders. Let's just let's just pick three. Let's do the top three right now, which I believe is what Magnate, Clarity, and Torque. No Mean Streak. Oh well. I, I I feel like Mean Streak should be a threat, but no one is threatened by it. I truly feel like the Mean Streak is a great card, and that's why I said I'm mad that all people are like, "Oh, look at Mean Streak and Clash Ground. It's so good." No, he's been good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, look at Decepticals build sometime when you get a chance. That Mean Streak is mean. Like, that, like Mean Streak like, is I, great. I built a facsimile of that deck. Maybe not the exact cards Decepticals used, but I built a copy of that in order to just face it with my own tournament deck, and it's basically 50-50. That's how close it is. Yeah. Mean Streak definitely deserves his spot in at least consideration. Yes. Moxie, yeah. not so much, but... Uh... Oh, see, oof, oof, see, that you're co you're coming after mine now. I actually, if if you've been following in the community, Moxie's been winning tournaments left and right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, um, fuck Moxie, uh, uh, and, I, and I mean that from being part of my soul. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna take it away from you in that match. But when I say I did not see none of that coming, and I didn't know what to do when it happened, I, I yeah. couldn't do anything. Like I was playing Magnate Blue Green. And he dropped the eight drop Moxie on me, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I um, I think Moxie uh, was ignored a lot. I think a lot of people thought that Moxie was the weakest deck, and now people that are, let's say, the Johnnies, that are now figuring out how they can manipulate Moxie's deck, uh, are now starting to show up. And I think I'm one of those people right now. Uh, a lot of people don't expect how the deck plays out, and 
when it when it happens, like you said, it's too late. By the time it happens, if you let it happen, there's there's no getting out of it. Like I say, if you let Moxie really get going to turn five or six, you're not winning that game. Because yeah. at that point, it's almost impossible to deal with what they got going on. But I do feel like um, in set two, they're checking flight hard. They are. They're checking between some of the portal effects, how they affect flying. Um, there's a lot of things that are, I'll say, anti-Moxie. But I also see that there, it, it kind of seems like to me like I may be changing my Moxie deck from a black-white to black-red. Uh, I'm trying to see if they'll release any spoilers that are red weapons. But it's starting to seem like Red's going to get some weapons, too, that may be a little more aggro. Yeah, I, uh, has weapons. What was that? Red has weapons. Yeah, they show some more weapons for Red, too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, if they would show, I want them to spoil more weapons for okay, Red. Okay, okay, so. we, we want some more. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say they need to have, if they have at least, th- I'll say three or four red weapons then i'll probably end up changing my deck to black red uh and going more aggro putting in like the torques in there and instead of doing how my deck is now which is control the first half of the match and then the second half just big unblockable creatures coming at you uh i think it'll change up to being pinging you at the beginning left Mm -hmm. and right making you get confused because you're getting hit with little things and then at the end, just bringing in these big, big dudes. So you, you yeah. met, you know, you mentioned someone. Have a black red. What uh, was that? Go ahead. I already have a black red that I run. It's one of my auxiliary decks. It's not as good. And, but it's definitely lots of Moxie and Alpha Hunter E cards. It's just that I have a torque and a small red package at the helm. And the reason for that is because I really like that torque engine. That is a powerful engine yes. in order for getting cards, removing threats, all sorts of things. You even get boom in there if you want. And just combining that with a heavy moxie package, I find that works pretty well. Uh, not all the time, of course, but it definitely it doesn't humiliate itself at the very least. Uh, I think, though, that new Clash Ground that they're bringing in that lets you... Or I think maybe it's a relic, actually. The one that makes it so that Weapons cost one red, and weapons also cost one less black. Not exactly. It's red weapons cost one less red, and black weapons cost one less black. It's yeah. kind of a semantic difference right now, but it could uh, come up later on as we start getting more multicolored cards, as we've already seen uh, with the uh, one of the new clarities. Right. Right. Now, but that's why I think that that that's why I think a red black deck would work better starting because i think one of the the biggest cards in the moxie deck has to be united nations yes. being able to lower that oh, equipment yeah. cost and and move things around so now to add another one that that's not only doing it for black but also doing it for red that's why i said i i want if they show me some really good red weapons th- that deck's almost making itself at this point yeah, especially if you get some good um one cost or even two cost red cards and some more um one drop that not binoculars, black weapons, yep. <laughs> you know yeah. that 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 definitely would be good. Now I've been I've been hearing you guys talk about torque. Do you guys think honestly, is torque 
going to get nerfed in set two, or is it going to be even more powerful? No. Trunk is kind of nerfed right now because unlike, say, John, uh, Torque actually has answers. You can play around him. You can not commit to the field quite as much. You can set into traps. Torque hates that because he sees a Magnate's trap and he goes, uh, crap, attack, and trip it that way. And, uh, uh, of course, there's Sinister Assistance, knocking out his one cost, not just uncontrollable. Flare 1 is also an excellent target for that, making sure that he doesn't get anything off of that. And if you go the red-green route, uh, you're also knocking out potentially Magnate Cunning Planner, stopping the defeat draw 1. So there's a lot of stuff against that can uh, work pretty well against Dork that I find to be real toss-ups right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of why I play Tork. He's not quite as extreme as Magnate, because uh, Magnate is very uh, Timmyoid, because he's all about the big numbers and just overwhelming and not being terribly uh, sophisticated about it, whereas Tork is very mechanically complicated. I mean, Tork Uncontrollable is basically how Tork draws one card on entry. Which yeah. is kind of funny because it's like Haven doesn't have any of that nonsense. You just play or draw one card. Whereas you play uncontrollable, you ding yourself for a damage, your contender triggers, you draw one card, and then it's recorded that you did that once a turn already, so you can't do it again. Yeah. So yep, there's a lot that uh, kind of holds Torque in check right now. And uh, sh- certainly there are ways to break it, evidently. I mean, I'm doing pretty well, but. Uh, People are going to figure out the ways to counter Torque and handle him going forward. Uh, there are much bigger problems right now that are also looking to be addressed, but uh, in set two. So, so I'm curious: Are you referring to death, or are you referring to war? Uh, I'm actually neither. I'm referring mostly to. Uh, I was like really excited about it when I saw this spoiler. Saw it coming. That's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The ability to turn off ETBs is something that took Magic years to come up with, and Alpha Clash is doing it in set two. Yep, because turning off ETBs... Get rid of those Aster effects and those Kagan effects or Kagan effects. Oh, getting rid of the Aster effects, getting rid of the Kagan effects... Like, uh, heck, even even getting rid of the torque uncontrollable to, to stop him from drawing a card—that's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I, I do know that you know, call me a simp, but I am all for and I am all in on death. Oh yeah. Like yes. I, I, like I, I do, I, I do so feel like here. I've seen it coming. Will definitely mess up that deck a lot, but that's why I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what else we're gonna get. So I can see what I can play around. The one card that I was extremely hyped for when it first was announced was the Haven Exodia as type card. Uh, are you talking about the mystery bag one? Yeah, like I I I, I like it. I, I do look more. I like it, but I I just I just haven't seen a way to slow down the game enough to really get that off. And I feel exactly. like and I feel like there's, there's a reason you don't see you. There's a reason you don't see Exodia that much. Yeah, but it, it's really hard because like, okay, cool. They still have a lot to do. They they still have, they still have a bunch of 
reveals coming. So that's why I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm still going to hold out hope for it because I know the, what is it? It's a 20-clash, it's a 20-contender. And yep. everything that they announced for it, it, it makes sense. You know, you basically, as soon as you start the game, it comes right out. It can't be removed. But I'm like, okay, you only show really one card to accelerate those particular counters. Right, because she has to what? She has to get 20 counters? 25. 25. 25. Yeah, there's definitely got to be more cards that let you add counters a little faster if that's going to be viable. Yeah, especially given uh, I did the math on Amazon Rainforest, and this is actually really funny. Uh, Amazon Rainforest, it makes you draw two cards every turn and pitch one. Uh, so, you start with eight cards in hand out of a 50-card deck, 42 left. Play Amazon Rainforest, and there, say you play it on just the first turn, and Haven hasn't drawn yet. Haven isn't going to start drawing two cards every turn. 42 divided by 2 is 21. Wow. Haven decks before she before gets to 25 get natively. Wow. <laughs> yeah, see, so that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> Yeah, then again, it's probably not as much cards introduced yeah. that let you uh, reshuffle your graveyard in or your oblivion back into your deck. Yeah, that would be that's something that you know. Obviously, Magic has cards that have that effect. So, if something like that gets introduced, then it's viable to pitch cards because then the end you're gonna get them back in your deck. Yeah, even when you yeah, try to combine it with something like Death. Yeah, you can go. You definitely go for a mill strat. Um, but I think I know they they still have what I think they said they have two or three more epics left to reveal. Oh wow! And, oh, so they are going to reveal all the epics. Yes, yeah, they're going to reveal every. What I'm what I've heard is they're they're going to reveal everything from set two to really get people hyped and talked about it. I'm 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 going to hold my tongue about some of the things that I don't agree with but how it's going about but that's that's just me. Yeah. No. I see some of them some more of the commons and uncommons. Like one of the most interesting cards I've seen so far and really is giving me a lot of uh head scratching moments is the new Plasmax of all things. Yeah, I, oh, I yeah. like that card. Yeah, yeah. it's like a that. really interesting card. For all its simplicity, it's a 2-2 body that costs 2 and, and flies. Fly. That's not yeah. much, but you don't need much at the game in the game at this stage. No, cause And I wonder if other contenders are going to get that, if we're going to see some more Moxies and Webbers and Clarities that go along those lines. Or We're already seeing a, a preview for another Flare. So it's not just going to be... Uh, uh, harbingers all over the place down the line. Yeah. There's going to be other stuff in there. So yeah. the question yeah. is, uh, given that it's probably going to be like a 140 card set, I think, uh, I think it's uh, how is it going to shake out? Because like, uh, compared to like some decks that we know about that exist right now, Magnate, uh, in, in the starter deck, the way he works is that uh, you want to see lots of magnates. That way, you can go into magnate on wavering might on right. potentially like turn three is like the physical. That, that's the ideal. Yes. Yeah, I call it living the dream. <laughs> and so, uh, I imagine uh, that a lot of pro 
the uh, Harbingers are going to work similarly to that, where they care about their own name. Like, we see Death does that already. Death cares very much about her own name. Yeah. Which is kind of why I like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Pestilence. Pestilence. Because yeah. Pestilence cares about his hand count. That is a yeah. fascinating game space. And that is, that is it a, really a is. very different mechanic that I am highly interested in testing out. I can not have Exodia, but Pestilence has Slife for the Sky Dragon. It, it literally does. And it's like built into like I Everything I've been seeing about Pestilence, I'm like, this is really good. Um, the only one, like the, I, I think one person's hype for it. I could care less about Conquest. Um, visually, I like Conquest. Like visually, I yeah. Yeah, I need to reread his ability because I don't know it off the top of my head. Yeah, it's kind of face punchy. So, yeah, that's going to shake out less. But it's going to depend on how he runs because this is why I'm saying that it's important to see a lot of the comments because that's going to contextualize how... Uh, how he's gonna run? Yeah, because you have anything from set one, the yeah. three best epics were uh, Tor Kick on the Boom and Kagen, but everything else has been really played a lot. Has been the rares and commons. Uh, more. Yeah, I kind of wonder if we're gonna see like baby uh, uh, harbingers. You know, like the two ones we have right now that are just vanilla one costs. I wonder if there are going to be anything like that for the progenitors. Obviously, probably they're not going to be one cost, let's be honest, but right. they might have decent stat lines uh, for what they are. More in line of Machina, okay. uh, where he's got like the 5-3 or, uh, or T-Bone, uh, T-bone uh, powers unlocked. Okay, here, here, here's one. Do you think we'll ever see zero cost clash cards? Uh, yes, because so. there are already uh, clauses on some of the cards that we're seeing, like the Death Clash buff. It says it can revive Clash cards that cost one or less. Right, there'd be no reason That's to That's pretty that. much a spoiler for that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Also, if you were paying attention to the uh, uh, manual for the game, it basically spoiled that there were already going to be multicolored cards because it explained that if your card is multicolored, it can tap for both when it's in the resource zone. And uh, it's like I zoomed, I zoned in on that because I wondered when that was going to happen. It yeah. seems that Rising Empires have got to be a little more uh, cautious with it for now because uh, if anybody knows anything about Magic's early days, uh, introducing multicolored lands was a uh, Problem. Was, yeah, yeah, it was a broken system. Yeah, for sure. So I like yeah, the fact that they're doing coming. very, very little. I am glad that they're doing that. So I, I, yeah. I, so again, I, and, and you know, moving towards to wrapping up, I feel very excited about this game. I definitely feel very excited about things that are coming in set two. Um, I know a lot more retailers are starting to try to pick it up. Um, I always say definitely. If you want to check it out, definitely check it out. I know, Drake, you said you are having some issues getting it launched at where you're at. Um, so what, what we've done with the CCG, we've definitely sent out like demo decks for free to people. Like, hey, just here's some decks that we created. Um, they're not the Clash Kit ones to play with other people, just show things out. Um, I know there's been talk that, that their best program is not coming back. But I tell everyone, 
you know, be 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 your own ambassador. Uh, be your yeah. own voice out there talking about the game, you know, and definitely get on social media, get people to know that this game is good. Like we said in the beginning of the podcast, it's going to get the CCG player. It's going to come. Yeah. You got to be patient. Prices are all over the place. So just, I would say, look at what you feel that you want to pay. Like I said, again, like our prices, we, we I'm not going to say we keep them, um, cheap to undercut people, but I always say this is a new game and I refuse to put something on my website for $30 and you need three to four copies because you're not going to want to play. It's a brand new game. So I I rather put something at 10 to 15 so people can get into the game and then as, you know, it develops more, cards come more scarce. Of course, the price will go up, but to get people into the game, I'd rather have it low enough where you can Spend a hundred dollars and and build yourself a decent deck, and yeah, and I feel like that that definitely needs to be out in the community. That hey, you can pick up a competitive deck for very very low. Yeah, or just try it out on TTS. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At minimum. Yeah. At minimum. I'm trying to yeah. get people to do that now. Actually. See, my thing is though, is like I kept telling myself like, so you could do that, but. Do I rather them spend 20 bucks and buy themselves a clash kit and actually have the cards? Or do I rather them play it on tabletop? Me, personally, I'd rather them have the cards because then it gives them more incentive to buy more. If you have it on TTS, I feel like you're kind of like, well, I got it, you know, and I can play with people. And I don't necessarily want to stop people from investing in the cards right now. Yeah, and, and I, I, I'm, I agree with that. And for me, of course, it's... You know, I, st- I still run a business at the end of the day. So for me, it's definitely selfish. Whereas, I, that's why I said I will, I will run TTS events and also webcam events. Because, yes, I want TTS people to get into the game to try it out. But I also still need you to buy <laughs> the, the cards because that's how I make a living. But that's why, again, I go back to where I don't believe in having the prices for my singles so high. And that's also why we do the, you know, pre-made customized decks for, I think we start eight bucks for it and you get a full deck, you know, is yeah. it going to have torque in it? Hell no, but right. it's, it's going to be playable that you can learn to play and say, cool, I have this, it's been eight bucks. It's a lot of common commons and rares. Oh, cool. I just got to spend another 60 bucks to get the epics and my deck's done. Right. And, and that, yeah. that, and that's how. I, I look at it. Now, again, say when we get to set three, them $10 torques are definitely not going to be there no more. If torque is still valuable <laughs> come set three, it's going to be 25 not, I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. <laughs> no, of course. At the end of the day, like you said, it's a business. But, yeah. But, yeah. I think, any closing statement? We definitely did. Um, any closing statement from anybody? Uh, kind of, yeah. Uh, I really believe in where this game is going just based on the rumors that I'm seeing because it definitely seems that Rising Empire is putting a lot of effort into restraint. They definitely don't want... There's definitely going to be some chases in the end. Uh, mm-hmm. Death, uh, Endbringer, that's already going to be super popular. I can tell that. Yes. But there are outs if you can find them. There are vulnerabilities to these things built into the system. 
if you can figure out what those are, you can actually do decently well with even budget decks. It's like yeah. I've got a deck that a deck that actually operates in two patterns that includes no uh, uh, what's the mythic equivalent epics, no epics yeah. whatsoever, and uh, it can actually hang with the other ones, which is kind of funny. And so as more responses start coming out to like the bigger, more dangerous stuff. Uh, like Kagans, like Death End Bringers, you're going to be able to hang in there more with cards that, uh, if you can uh, get a coherent strategy together, uh, you can actually uh, fare decently well, even against the big money cards. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter how expensive your card is, if it's still in your deck. True. Oh yeah, I've, uh, I've beaten decks that had Asters in it. Uh, and just because I just, I go for them while, you know, they don't have the ability to even get them out. And you just get them out early before they have all those resources. Uh, so it, it definitely, I agree with that. Like th This game gives you the ability to not need, I feel sometimes like when I play Magic, like I need to have specific cards. Because if you don't have them, you're not going to be able to compete. Right. Uh, I don't feel that in Alpha Clash yet. Uh, I still remember when I first opened up my Clash Kit and I played with the Magnate deck, was the first one I played, uh, and I was able to rock with that deck. That deck was really good right out of the box. Uh, so it, it's definitely a good game right now. Everything's really nicely balanced. Uh, Ridge and the team care about that stuff. They're also TCG players from a long time. So, you know, they understand what is what it is that we want. And how we want it, and they don't want the de you know, the game to fail. They want it to have a strong community. It doesn't need to be a giant community, but they want it to be a strong community, and they know that the growth will come over time. Uh, even today, I was looking at their Kickstarters and seeing, like, you know, from the three Kickstarters they've done, I think the first one was funded at 400 and something percent. The second one was almost 600, and this one after, you know, now it's been 24 hours, actually. Yeah, it's seven 20, yeah 24 hours. Uh, they're at almost 800%. So you can already tell just by that the growth of the community over time. Uh, and I think it is going to continue. And I think that the people that are here now will all become influential to what the game becomes. Uh, you know, the Discord, I think, is a giant family. Uh, and yeah, I, I think that we are, we are seeing a game that is going to become highly popular and maybe one day we can all meet up in person at a tournament or some kind of, uh, alpha clash con Las Vegas. Yeah. So, and, and then, and then take, take the whole thing. So again, like, again, speaking to the Kickstarter, you know, we smashed through every single goal within the very first day where it's only one goal left. Where it's the the arts and art problem. So again, we got the audiobook, the free monochrome New York City. They did the binders. The you know everything was able to be hit. Uh, I think they did. I think they did sell out of the um <laughs> the progenitor. They sold out of that. Right? No, I don't want to talk about. I, I, I'm not talking about the hats. Oh yeah, yeah. They I refuse to talk about the hats. Yeah, the progenitor sold out the last one like around twelve thirty a.m. Like that that hat. I'm looking now. A uh, progenitor's gone. Alpha early bird is gone. Is it really? Uh, yeah, the early bird's gone. Yeah. 
and the rogue is down to 13. Uh, and the harbinger is still at uh, 300 out of 400 left or so. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah that's what I went for. Then, yeah. I, I said I was mad. I was so pissed off about the hat and the fact when Riz dropped the hat and I was outside smoking a cigarette and I finally the Discord and said, "Oh, it's back!" And I think you posted, and it's gone. <laughs> yep, yep. I missed. I missed both. I missed both. Cause I, 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 I said I have, I have a white hat, but I have a thing with wearing white stuff. I'm like, I don't, cause I, I need, need to be white. So I need black. Like I commission yeah, the white yellows. Yeah, and like yeah, it, it yellows. Yellow. And I said I got a guy out here uh, who's commissioning me. Um, I bought uh, these Jordan ones, black. And he's gonna put um, the logos on there. That's cool. And I said I, I want I need the black hat and like I got the hoodie, but I don't have the hat for it. So like it, it's holding me up. <laughs> but yeah, but I hope everyone enjoyed the time here. So again, this is the first episode. We're definitely gonna work on continuing to bring more and more as we grow with different topics that come in as well. Um, I do know that eventually we'll do some things like as in giveaways. I know that we have a lot of stuff going on. I know we did hit the 500 before the Kickstarter launch. So we are giving away an ebook to uh, someone once they come available. We're going to send out that ebook e code. And we might just continue to do that. I'll say probably every week I'll pick someone new to give an ebook to. I kind of see how that goes because I, I really want everyone to. Get into this. Now, even if you don't get into the TCG, if you just read the book and you enjoy the book, that that's that's fantastic too. Um, if you say, okay, hey, I like the book, I want to read the graphic novel, that's good too. And then eventually, you want to try the trading card game. It, it's a gate. It's a gateway drug. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm I'm peddling drugs. <laughs> Please, YouTube, dude. I'm I'm joking. Figure it's paper. I'm not I'm not that kind of paper. Damn it, it's it's paper with words on. I'm not actually peddling drugs, YouTube. But but it's owners of fine luxury cardboard rectangles. If you guys if you, if you guys see me on the news. <laughs> Local man sells drugs. Like, no, that's not what I was saying. But I, I really feel like once you just even watch one gameplay or read a chapter from out of class, you instantly get hooked because you want to know more. Yeah, and, for sure. And, it's a and great that, universe. And that's what I truly love. I know I did a video on TikTok where I said, you know, how will you cast the Alpha Class TV show? And I, I want everybody to join in on that. Um, make a TikTok video. Uh, put it on Instagram, TikTok, etc. How would you, uh, after you read this or you play the game, how would you cast this TV show? Because that's what everyone's waiting for is cool, a TV show. Let's get a TV show out there. And I I feel like a, a TV show would be awesome. Yeah. Or even like an animation like Invisible has. That's and that's what uh that's what Ridge said. He said it, he always thought of it as an animated thing, and I I agree. I kind of I think I think it would do good with the invincible treatment. So yes, we'll have to talk about that on the next episode. We we definitely will. But uh, for now, this uh we are I don't how the how the hell do you end these things? Um, <laughs> we've been the rogue contender. Uh, don't forget to follow. Uh, so social media, Jay Crane, go ahead and drop your credentials. Uh, mine's at J underscore Crane 87 TCG, both on Instagram and TikTok. 
Drake, what you got? What's your, what's your credentials for social media? Uh, Drake Foreman on the Alpha Clash uh, Discord, and that's about it. Otherwise, I keep my like business and personal separate for job hunting purposes. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know me, uh, at Route10CCG, it's the same thing on, on every platform because I don't like remembering names. But until next time, and we are out. See ya.